Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 9. Here's Pastor Ryan. Uh, with everything that you have, and, and, and I pray it encourages just uh, uh, within all of us, let's put the excuses away. We're all tired. We all work. We all have, you know, families and, 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 and just cast it before the Lord. Lord, am I giving you the effort that I need? The effort that you're calling me to do because his, his bar in every season, you know, he, he gets to move it and raise it. And sometimes he lowers it, whatever season um, you're in. In Jeremiah 29, 11, verse 14, there's a promise for the seeker. That's Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from your captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord, and I will bring you to the place from which I caused you to be carried away captive. And that's a promise to Israel, but it's a beautiful one that God has a future and a hope for us, but he calls us to seek him. And when we seek him, we'll find him and we search for him with all of our heart. And, and he's talking about the captivity towards Babylon with the Israelites. But all of us feel a sense of, 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 of captivity to the flesh, to the world, and to the enemy when we're not seeking God the way we should. When we're not putting in the effort because, you know, it, it, it's spiritual laziness. It can come and we're, oh, you know, uh, I, I want, God calls, God's going to do everything for me. That's not true. He calls us to step out of the boat. He calls us to seek him. He calls us to set aside time for him. He, call, he says in Psalm 46, verse uh, 10, Be still and know that I am God. In Matthew 7, verse 7 and 8, Jesus said, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open. And he spoke of the Holy Spirit. Like, seek the Lord. Knock, right? Ask. Speaking of the power of the Holy Spirit in a believer's life. As if God is saying, unless you ask, you're not going to receive. Unless you're willing to seek, you're not going to find. Unless you're willing to knock, the door's not going to be open for you. You know, we have our part to play. We have, you know, he has given us free will. And we got to put the effort in. Put the effort in. Seek him. Trust him in that. There's a benefit for it. That's when you really see things moving in your life. That's when Christianity works. He commended her. The Queen of the South came all the way up. 
And she's going to rise up and judge this generation because she went so far to, to, to hear the wisdom of Solomon and indeed a greater one than he is here. Jesus has saved us from the pit of hell. He died on the cross for our sins. He rose on the third day for our justification. And then he says, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Follow me. Take up your cross. Deny yourself and follow me daily. Put in the effort. I never thought Christianity was such hard work. Salvation is easy work on our end because he did all the work. But now that we, he has given us this free gift, we're saved by grace and faith in him. Then, then he says, now move, move. Do what you must do to get there. Do what you must do to serve me. And I'm learning that. I'm learning. I've been walking with him for 22 years. And he gets to change my schedule, raise the bar, change my eating habits, make sure I get sleep. All of those things he's in charge of still. We get set in our ways, right? Like I've always done Christianity this way, but then today's a new day. The same old, same old doesn't work. He wants more effort. Kind of like our children, right? We see them growing up and we teach them things and we teach them things. And, and as a certain age, you expect more of them. Rightly, you, we expect more of them because they're getting older. And so with the Lord, we've heard all the excuses. And that's why we get to read about him carrying his cross. We get to read about him, um, you know, just bearing all of that for us. Lest, the Bible says, we be discouraged in our souls. Paul the Apostle went all over the world by the power of the Holy Spirit. And he told the Corinthian church, when I came to you, I did not come to you in strength. I came to you in weakness. They took one look at Paul. He was short and bald-headed. And, and they didn't think much of him. They said his letters are powerful, but he, in stature, that dude looks weak. Exactly. That's all, all of us are. God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the wise. And we have to, or the foolish things, and the weak things, and the despised things. So, you know, effort. But I love that she heard of his fame. She heard of his fame because of the, the wisdom. Uh, it went out that he was just very wise and we know that God gave that to him. God asked him when he was, you know, inaugurated, you know, ask of me and I'll give it to you. Anything you ask. And he says, I, I, you know, I'm like a baby. I don't know how to come in or come out amongst the people. Give me wisdom. And the Lord was so blessed that Solomon didn't ask for riches. He didn't ask for, for more power. He just, for long life, length of days, he asked for wisdom in order to do God's job in leading his people. He goes, I'm like a babe. I don't know what I'm doing. And God blessed them with that wisdom. And we can look at this story and think, well, Solomon is just Solomon. He's famous for the wisdom, right? But you know, Jesus, so for, for those of us who would believe in him, that we would do greater works than he because he goes to the Father. You see, he intercedes for us. He pours out his spirit. So I don't think God wants us to look at Solomon and, and just raise him up here because he's so wise and God made him so wise. I think God is saying to us that, you know, my wisdom is available for all of you tonight. For all of us tonight. His wisdom. 
And the wisdom of God is amazing. And it's given, I believe, at the spiritual birth of every believer. I really believe that. Because the Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Where does wisdom begin in God's sight? It's not capacity to do math or build rockets. It's that you believe in God is the most wisest thing anybody can do. And it's given to us when we are regenerated and we put our faith in God. Wisdom then begins. But then we have to seek it out. And as we walk with the Lord, he bestows upon you and I wisdom upon wisdom upon wisdom. But it's the same thing. He's not going to open the book for us. He's calling us to go seek out his wisdom. In Proverbs chapter 2, you can write it down. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1 through 7 says, My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. And and that's a promise to all of us. If you cry out for wisdom to God, if you cry out for discernment, Oh, you can be assured by faith that he's going to give it to you. I don't know much. God did not call me because I'm like super wise or super knowledgeable. He called me because of his grace. And he equips the called. You know, he takes the inequipped and he equips them. He takes the weak, the foolish, the, 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 the um, despised things of the world, and he bestows upon us wisdom. And the world is just confounded. They're confused at how normal people like us, who don't know too much about things, can come up with the most profound things from God, because it is God through us. His Spirit. But we get a part to play in it. He doesn't want us to be lazy. We got to get open the Bible. And I love the Proverbs because they remind me every month. First Proverbs, second Proverbs, third Proverbs. It reminds me that it's up to me to seek the wisdom. The wisdom's there, but am I going to go after it like hidden treasure? Am I going to study it? Am I going to meditate on it, think on it? Proverbs 22, 17 through 21. That's Proverbs 22, 17 through 21. Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise and apply your heart to my knowledge. For it is a pleasant thing if you keep them within you. Let them all be fixed upon your lips so that your trust may be in the Lord. I have instructed you today, even you. Have I not written to you excellent things of counsels and knowledge that I may make you know the certainty of the words of truth uh, that you may answer words of truth to those who send to you and it's interesting that you know it's Solomon here he had an answer for every question that Sheba had or the queen of Sheba had we call her Sheba 
she's from Sheba. He had an answer, right? And even the proverb that I just read right now, it says that, that, that I may make you know the certainty of the words of truth, that you may answer words of truth to those who send to you. All of us as believers. You know, you, you're living your life like so. And you come across friends or co-workers or strangers and all of a sudden, you just have a word for them of wisdom towards God, of understanding of a situation that's going on in America, in our city, in our world. You just, you, you get it. Supernaturally, you got it. And it's just like, wow, that's all of us. That's you, that's me. That's Peter and John when they were released from, when they, when they preached Jesus and at the temple and the Pharisees, the very same council that put Jesus to death. There's Peter and John before him. It was the two that were in the courthouse when Jesus was on trial and Peter was warming himself in the courthouse in the fire of the enemies. And John knew people there, so he was able to go. It's those two guys. It's Peter who denied him. Standing before the same council, so he got a do-over by the Lord to stand boldly. And they preached boldly. It's more important that we honor God than honor man, they said. And it, they said amongst themselves, and it's recorded, that they knew that they were uneducated dudes. But they spoke with authority and power, and they knew that they had been with Jesus. Because Jesus spoke with authority and power. And if we seek the Lord and his wisdom, God can teach us things, man. He guide us, figure out, you know, life math problems. And you just, it just how? It's the Lord. It's the Lord all day. It's the Lord. It isn't just Solomon. It's you too. In James chapter 1 verse 5. James chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives, it, gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. You know, if any of us lacks wisdom, the Bible exhorts us, encourages us. Ask of God who gives to all liberally. Obviously, it means a lot. And without reproach, meaning there's no dumb questions with our father. Isn't that wonderful of him? That like he doesn't look down and say, man, that is a really silly or dumb question that you're asking. With God, he just knows you, he loves you, he knows me. And he just, man, the fact that we're even asking him blesses his heart. You know, that's the story of my life. The story of Christianity is that we seek the Lord for his wisdom. That's what we do. Right? Cats meow. Cows moo. Christians seek the Lord for wisdom. And he gives us answers to those whom he sends our way. I have sat in rooms where, silent, <laughs> amongst very smart men. And I know I'm outmatched, man. I'm outgunned. And just to be silent and to see doors opening where God gives me a word that to them seems profound. That's what he does. Luke 
31, the queen of the south will rise up in the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them for she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon and indeed a greater than Solomon is here. And so, and when the queen of Sheba, verse 3, had seen the wisdom of Solomon the house that he had built, the food on his table, the, the seating of his servants, the service of his waiters and their apparel, his cupbearers and their apparel and their entryway by which he went up to the house of the Lord. There was no more spirit in her. And, you know, not all of us are going to have a table like his. His table probably stretched from here to the, the door the apparel of his servants just magnificent it was so glorious the life that God had given Solomon that she was blown away and not all of us are going to have that stuff in fact probably none of us right but zero out of zero of us but you do have a table you do have a life and a home where like, like the Queen of Sheba, people are watching you and observing your life and seeing how blessed you are and how God has blessed you. And it can be just a, a, a small table for two where at your table, it may just be herbs. No fatted carnitas, just herbs where love is. And those who don't know God think, my goodness, they, all they have is a simple two-seater table. They're so poor that all they have is vegetables. But look at the love they have and the peace they have. God has blessed them. They are kings and, and queens and priests unto the Lord. You see, our lives, like Sheba was just... Or, it's easy to refer to her as Sheba. She's not Sheba. It's the queen of the south. She was blown away. Let, let, you know, do thy works in such a way, Jesus said, that when men see them, they give glory to your Father in heaven. They just want what you have. Let them show your blessed life. Rejoice in the Lord. And um, people are always watching. Then she said to the king, it was a true report which I heard in my own land about your words and your wisdom. However, I did not believe their words until I came and saw uh, with my own eyes. And indeed, the half of the greatness of your wisdom uh, was not told me. So the half of it was not told to me. You exceed the fame of which I heard. Happy are your men and happy are these your servants who stand continually before you and hear your wisdom. Blessed be the Lord your God who delighted in you, setting you on his throne uh, to be king for the Lord your God, because your God has loved Israel to establish them forever. Therefore, he made you king over them to do justice and righteousness. And so, you know, I love that. She's, pray she's saying, man, happy are the men who get to hear your wisdom. And, you know, all of us in, in a small scale, happy are, are, are your children, your grandchildren. Happy are those who are around you. They get to hear the wisdom of the Lord that he's given you. 
Now, not all of the folks are going to receive that, obviously. Foolish are they. But you have a blessing to give. And, you know, the Lord, and then he said of Israel, like, God loves Israel. He loves your people that he would put you over them. And I, I pray that's the case for all of us parents and grandparents and, and managers and supervisors that we use the position of leadership that God has given us so that we can distribute justice and righteousness and the wisdom of God. People want positions just to fulfill a psychological need or whatever, but the position's there for the people to care for them, to love them, to give them justice, to give them righteousness, not to fulfill some I wasn't cool in high school thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I digress. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah. Blessed, is, blessed be the Lord your God who delighted in you, setting you on his throne. And, um some believe that that's just uh, something that di that dignitaries uh, from foreign countries say whenever they go to uh, another kingdom and are just being uh, polite, but that her she wasn't really converted. This is something I read. You can you can you know do with it as you uh, would like. Verse nine, and she gave the king one hundred and twenty talents of gold, spices, and great abundance, and precious stones. Um, there never were any spices such as those the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. Also the servants of Haram and the servants of Solomon who uh, brought gold from Ophir uh, brought uh, algum, wood, and precious stones. And the king made walkways of the algum wood for the house of the Lord and for the king's house, also harps and stringed instruments for singers, and there were none uh, such as these seen before in the land of Judah. And now King Solomon gave to the queen of Sheba all she desired, uh, whatever she asked, uh, much more than she had brought to the king. So she turned and went to her own country, she and her servants and uh, we know that there's a whole group of folks in, in Ethiopia who believe that, uh, that uh, what Solomon gave her was a, a baby, but of course that's not biblical. But nonetheless, uh, they believe that she was from Ethiopia and that Solomon uh, impregnated her before she left. And uh, so many years later, one of their descendants became the king of Ethiopia. And if you know anything about Bob Marley, uh, he worshipped that guy. So, I don't have his name, but I know Bob Marley worshipped him. And all those songs from the BC days that you used to listen to of Bob Marley talking about the Lord this and the Lord that, and he's speaking of the king of Ethiopia of the time. So he was around in the 60s and 70s. I'll get that name for you. Amen? Father, we thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. You are the Holy One of Israel, Lord. You are the God of King David. You are the God who gave Solomon the wisdom. And Lord, we pray for wisdom for each and every member of our church family. But Lord, we also pray for faithfulness. 
that, Lord, we would put nothing before you, no possessions, no people, no th nor things, that you would be our God and Father and the priority in our heart forever. Help us as a church to finish well. In Jesus' name we pray, and together we say, Amen. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you'd like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We adore.